I talk about the silo effects of healthcare, mm -hmm. and that really does happen. You have this specialist, yeah. this provider, this person, and nobody talks to one another. Right. Yes. And then the the senior also goes to five different pharmacies. Right. Yep. Right. So we don't know what all they're on. Yeah. Um, and I'm just yeah. wondering when, when when you talk to people, what are some of the common themes that you see with nutrition and exercise in the older adult population? Oh, same thing you're seeing. You know, um, I mean, you know. For the, the people that are listening on audio, I have a, a bottle of water and I've got, you know, just a, not even a quarter left in it. And that may be what they have for the day, right? Yep. If yep. they like water. Yeah. Um, yep. I like sodas. I like tea. I like coffee. Or they, I mean, they just, you know, they kind of forget. This is a revolution to fight for truth. Fight for the people who trust us with their health and fight for research-backed action. This is a fight to purge baseless trends and customs in healthcare. This is a revolution to change the steps of healthcare from reactive medicine to preemptive medicine. Our vision is to be a catalyst for a system of proactive healthcare versus reactive healthcare. This is Impetus Health. Hi guys, welcome to Impetus Health. Uh, I'm Sean here with my wife Ellie, and we're with Miss Christy Baines. And Christy is Chris is an incredible person, but so Christy's background is she worked in senior care. She's been in there since 1998. She has a graduate degree in gerontology and she is a nationally certified care manager and she owns a company called Life Care for Seniors. And this company is kind of the in-between for all things needed for seniors um, as they age and people aging going through life and the different things that you need. We're gonna get into get into a little bit and talk with Christy about um, where healthcare is with how we approach seniors and how we deal with them, um, the overall aspect of holistic health for seniors and kind of what we do in these different spaces. But uh, Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for having us, yeah, uh, having us, having me. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to meet Ellie yeah. and uh, I think what you guys are doing is amazing. Um, super excited to have uh, young people uh, looking into working with geriatrics and focused on your master performance program and everything you're um, bringing to seniors and helping them longer, better quality life. So I think yeah. that's great. Um, you don't find that very often. And for those of us that have found that this is our calling and our passion, mm -hmm. and when you've been doing it for almost 20 something years like I have and the rest of my team, you know that it's a passion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's so exciting to meet people that really are driven towards that too. So. Yeah, and that's that's how we met. So yeah. we had the Master Performance Program where yeah. we train older adults and I was I saw your video in the Mount Brook Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I gotta meet you because you talked about how you help seniors. I'm like, I gotta find out more about this because sure. there's such a, you said in there, there's not an elevator pitch that you can put out for what you do so if you could is, is, <laughs> yes. is you can, tell us a little bit about your company and why it's so desperately needed what you do sure sure so life care for seniors is a comprehensive care management agency or firm if you will uh, there are four of us on the team that are professional care managers one is a nurse. Uh, I have a, another certified care manager that has a very similar background as I do. Um, graduate certificate, or she's a um, graduate degree in gerontology. She ran assisted livings and memory care assisted livings. And she and I actually met uh, through the All Summers of Central Alabama on their okay. executive board. And she, um, I call her our dementia whisperer. <laughs> Love and then her name is Nicole. And then uh, I mentioned our nurse, Linda. Um, she has 
has over 25, almost 30 years in particularly home health mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, care management. And she is an excellent nurse and really oversees all of our whole clinical um, work that we do here and serves as a clinical advocate for the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. And then um, another care manager, of our, care manager of ours is Amy Robertson, and she's a certified care manager. And she also has a master's in counseling and has experience in bereavement, counseling in hospice and elder law. And she brings a lot of um, experience also with mental health. And mm -hmm. so, yes, most of our clients, we call them clients, mm -hmm. right? Most of our clients are um, you know, of the older population, and we do have a lot of clients that have a memory impairment, some form of dementia, mm -hmm. but we probably about 15 to 20% of our clients could be younger and um, have a, a mental health diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have found that we've really tapped into helping those with a chronic mental health issue um, and navigating you know, keeping their mental health managed and their overall life and health and social support. So, no, we don't have a 90-second elevator speech that I've been trying to come up with for, I've been a care manager now since 2009. Yeah. And the reason is because it's so individual. Yeah. Absolutely. So families will call us and say, well, how are you going to help? And I go, well, let's meet for 30 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I really want to start with, tell me about your situation and your mom and your dad and your spouse, or it could even just be your neighbor and friend that you're concerned about. Mm -hmm. And once we know what the person is facing and the challenges they have and the challenges that maybe the family has, then we know how we can create an individualized and personalized plan to meet the needs now and to build a plan to help with foreseeable issues in the future. So mm -hmm. what does that look like right now? Do they want to stay in their home? If they want to stay in their home, is their home safe? Mm -hmm. is, it, is it safe from a physical standpoint? Is it safe from a medical standpoint? Is it safe from a nutrition standpoint? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Clients will laugh and go, why are you looking at my refrigerator? Well, I can tell a lot about how your health yeah. is when I open the refrigerator, right? Absolutely. I mean, you guys understand that. Yeah. Not only do, maybe they do have milk and eggs in the refrigerator, but it's February and those eggs are from June of 2020. Oh, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And maybe they can't see. Yeah. Or maybe they don't recognize. Or that, or that older generation that they don't throw things away. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. So the, the canned foods are from, you know, the early 2000s and the medications are from the 90s because oh, we're going to hold on to that, right? Yeah. So we look at all those things. Um, we look at what their picture of health is right now. Mm -hmm. Who are the different physicians that they've interacted with? Mm -hmm. You know, are they with the right fit for the physicians? Um, maybe a family member has a concern about some memory issues they're seeing or some behavior changes. We can do cognition screens, we can do depression screens. We are not physicians, we do not diagnose, but we will get a general observation and we can do a battery of assessments so that we can um, give that information to the right physicians in order to help them see a better picture of what's going on to help them diagnose. Yes. Um, we can help with managing medications now, picking the right caregivers and um, healthcare providers to help to work with them, mm -hmm. even providing training to them. You know, if they have a long-term care insurance claim, if they have benefit, you know, VA benefit, there's so many different things. So right. that's why 
what am I, like way over 90 seconds no, no, now? No, 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 this is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I have a question going sure. regarding all that. Like, what is the, the entry point in terms of when do people typically like get to that point where like, okay, I want to call Life Care for Seniors? Is it yeah. more like, are you on the preventative side? Like, let's do it before there's an issue or is it more like there's an issue I need to Get in. Right. Yeah. D, all of the above. <laughs> um, now, we okay. love when we can get in when it's preventive, right? right? And usually, I mean, you're not going to call me when there's really nothing going on. Yeah. Sometimes you will have, let's say, a married couple that they don't have children, uh-huh. right? So sometimes they're like, I need to have just a plan. I just need to have a backup, mm-hmm. right? They're healthy but they know they're aging, maybe they have a couple of things like hypertension and maybe diabetes that they're managing, but they don't have a backup. Mm-hmm. They don't have a surrogate daughter, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe they just want a preliminary, let me have a relationship with you, cool. and then we'll kind of touch base later on. Mm-hmm. Um, there are plenty of times when we come in in a crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, So I even have a presentation that I give that's um, mom's been discharged, now what? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's awesome. And I love that. So usually that can be when it happens. They've fallen, something's happened, yeah. they finally took their loved one, You know, they, they've been gone for a while, they come back during Christmas and Thanksgiving and they recognize that mom's really got some issues going yeah. on yeah. and they start calling us. I love that we talked a while back, I want to get into this. Is I, a bunch of things that you just mentioned that I want to talk about. Sure. I want to touch on, but you, I don't want to miss this. But you brought up a presentation that you've done before, where you're sitting at the table at Christmas time or Thanksgiving, and you, yep. I want to talk about that in a second because sure. it's so cool. But um, a few things you mentioned there that are like everybody in here has a background in psychology. It seems like everybody, and that's so huge. And there's a couple of psychological plays that you guys use, like you said. You call everyone clients mm-hmm. and a lot of people would call them patients and right. i love that aspect we do the same thing in the clinic where we because i believe the word client is more of an ownership hey you're a part of this we're on the same team as opposed to a patient which when i hear patient i think of hospital bed i think of more passive and receiving yeah. so I, I love that um that you've done there but when you talk about so we talk about clients we talk about getting in there and the whole team has a psychology background how do you feel like that psychology background because you deal with a lot of dementia all conversations of that nature how do you feel like that plays in the mindset of when you talk to somebody who's going through these really tough could be a crisis situation maybe a preventative situation but sure. how do you deal with the mindset of people as they're going through these different life stages yeah that's a great question um you know a couple of things one when you're dealing with the person let's just take an example of somebody with dementia okay um there are times and it's not that we're not presenting exactly who we are but there are times that folks with dementia so um, one of the questions you throw out there later on is a quote well it's kind of a quote i made up which is um, (laughs) you cannot rationalize with an irrational brain Mm. so a lot of times family members you know want to convince them that this is wrong you've got to take your keys away or you know you've got to do this you need this help coming in well if the person has always been in control owned their own business you know the the founder of that family and now the daughters are all coming in and saying dad you've got to do this you've got to do that and they're they're seeing that he's resistant oh he doesn't know what he's talking about well he doesn't recognize there's a problem, right? right? So you really have to use some of that psychology to yeah. build that trust with him. Um, 
we're trying to take the keys away or we're trying to get something accomplished and maybe it's not as direct as handing your keys there may be some other things we have to do Mm -hmm. Um, I use the saying you have to kind of come around the back door right because we have to build that trust and make him feel comfortable or make her feel comfortable so that it is in a safe place and they do feel trusted I love that Mm -hmm. you brought that up about um, the term client Mm -hmm. because we want those seniors to know that you are our client. Yes, we're working with your family, and we will share information with your family, but if that client has capacity to say, don't tell my daughter X, Y, and Z, we have to, um, we have yeah. to abide by that. Right. Yeah. Now, if there's something unsafe that's going on, we can, of course, talk to the family members about certain issues and things like that, but we have to be very mindful and keep that they are our client and family members can get frustrated sometimes because they're like, well, we hired you, but she's our client. You're right. That's a lot of dynamics that you have to navigate. Yeah, I can't imagine that some of the conversations you've had to have with people and just to navigate these waters is tough. Mm -hmm. And two, like when you're seeing people to go through different life stages, what are some of the first things that you got when a family asks you to come on board? Mm -hmm. What are some of the first things that you look at? I know you mentioned going into the home and assessing the home or nutrition, whatever it is, what are some of the, and it's so individualized, you don't, yeah. not a cookie cutter approach, and it can't be, just right. like we do in physical therapy or strength conditioning, it is literally, we have to tailor everything to you or else you're not gonna have the results you want. Right. So how do you tailor what you're seeing to people who are going through these things? Sure, so a lot of it, just like you guys are doing in the clinic, is you're gonna do a lot of observations mm-hmm. while you're there. So in the very beginning, if we're doing an assessment, mm-hmm. um, I tell family members it's it could take us a couple of visits because I'm not going to walk into their home and start asking very intimate questions right. and, and then asking cognition questions <laughs> and going through just a, li- a battery of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More of that first visit is just building that rapport mm-hmm. and because of our experience there's so much that we pick up on where yes they may score a certain score on a cognition screen but i'm picking up on so many things over two hours where they've asked me multiple times do i have kids mm-hmm. and my kids names and we've had a whole conversation about it yeah. and then they ask me again yeah and then as we're walking around you know you notice things are going on you've got sticky notes all over the place well that tells me that's their way of trying to remember things then you yeah. start looking at the sticky notes and it's the same thing yeah. over and over and over again or yes, they, they manage their medications and they've taken their medications and they bring me their pill bottles. Mm-hmm. And it's February, 2021. And the last time the pill bottles, the blood pressure medicine was refilled was in June of 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know we're not taking our meds. Right. So there's little things, but now I can't sit there, especially if that person's pretty guarded and mm-hmm. look, they never want to invite us in. Yeah. You know, family members say all the time, well, what if they don't want you there? I'm like, guess what? They don't want us there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's up to us mm-hmm. to build that rapport so that they feel comfortable with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't want anybody coming into my house and rummaging through my underwear drawer. So <laughs> they don't want us to do that either. And when you're asking personal questions, like when you get to the point, I think you mentioned our my Norman Rockwell painting that I use. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have a, 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 a presentation that I, I do, and there's yeah. a great family around the Thanksgiving dinner, this and these so conversation good. pieces, you know, the conversation bubbles are popping up and down. Yeah. And it's in Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got Alabama fans and Auburn fans, <laughs> and the conversation's all about who's going to win the Iron Bowl, and of course everybody's really chiming in and talking about that. Yeah. 
and then the one middle-aged female daughter sitting there and she looks at mom or grandmother and says mom what type of incontinent products do you want to use when you be you know, what time of, briefs or pads do you want to use briefs or pads when you become incontinent crickets well the grandma says pass the green bean casserole because she's ready to be done exactly. with it right about it. and the rest of everybody's like on the floor like oh my gosh did she just ask that yeah but as you guys know one of our biggest issues with seniors is falls mm -hmm. and when a fall happens we hope it's not total life-changing but a lot of times it is life-changing yeah mm -hmm. and when do a lot of falls happen when i'm rushing to get to the bathroom right. or i'm rushing around my house mm -hmm. and so if you don't have that conversation um hey do you ever you know do you ever have an accident tell me about this and that's I don't want anybody to ask me that question, yeah, but we need to know that. Right, mm -hmm. right. So we can prepare for that because if I know, and that's one thing. So when I'm working with a senior and I either see, you know, the four poster bed that's up to here or I see the bed that's down to here, mm -hmm. I'll go, okay, can you show me how you get up and down from your bed? Mm -hmm. All right, now show me how you get to the bathroom at night. Mm -hmm. Do lights come on? Do we need something that has automatic? you know sensors mm -hmm. or do we need even just like push lights that they can push mm -hmm. do they need to have a personal emergency response system mm -hmm. do they have fluffy rugs that slide when as soon as you hit the floor yeah. you know are they walking around in slippers that have no tread and are barely hanging on their feet right mm -hmm. can they even get up and down right from their bed yeah you know i love it when you see the four poster bed and there's the little step stool yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's safe. So let's start there. You know? <laughs> it's just so fascinating that like you do this because like our biggest issue in the emergency room was falls, and that was a very controlled environment. And so having to go to someone's home and, and figure out how you can tailor that to a constantly changing environment, I, I just feel like it's, it's very difficult and it's so needed. Um, I mean, that's just a that's huge true. problem. Like my my we've had a lot of experience with you know my grandparents falling, and it is you know life-changing and it's just something that it would be it's so nice to know there's someone that you can like delegate that safety process out to yeah, yeah. like you do takes the I mean, pressure off the family I feel yeah. like too yeah. you know? and you faced a lot of this with your family mm -hmm. your yeah family. can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that and yeah kind yeah of translate some of this sure sure so um you know, I have uh, great parents. Um, my dad has some chronic health issues that we've navigated for a long time, and it's a number of different things. And um, then my aunt, uh, unfortunately, she died in early 2019, but they never, she and my uncle never had children. And um, so I was the primary person to come help her and was very honored to do that, but she, uh, never had any health issues and my uncle died in 2016 of cancer and then in 2018 um, my aunt started developing some issues and i really got i had to kind of push her and urge her to get her up here to uab and we discovered that she had um, gastric cancer and so she went through a really a really large surgery um, some other things leading up to that before the surgery um, and it was something you know i've done a lot of work with um, all of our clients and particularly experience a lot of hospital delirium for our seniors that once they go into the emergency room and mm -hmm. hospital and so forth but um i've never experienced how quickly my aunt's um, her own cognition and just this super super acute situation happened with her 
And one of the big issues that she was having before we knew that it was um, gastric tumors mm -hmm. was that she was she couldn't keep anything down. Mm -hmm. Couldn't keep anything down. And so she was losing tons of nutrients. Well, thankfully, I had uh, UAB is amazing, and we had her at UAB Highlands, which is the ACE unit, the acute care for the elderly unit, my favorite unit. Yeah. <laughs> my dad and my aunt have been there, and a lot of my clients have been there. Yeah. Um, but they have a great team, yeah. and as we watched over a course of few days her cognition just really spiral out of control um i had a great hospitalist that day and i said this is not her like like yesterday she could tell me um her niece and yeah. her address and i mean this is a really really educated smart person and right now she's like not only was it delirium I mean, it was just like this acute it went from like she knew what was going on to like acute severe Alzheimer's like this. Right. I, mean, I mean, it wasn't that, but it was something was going yeah. on. And mm -hmm. thank goodness the hospitalist was listening to what the family had to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's like, we need to run, we need to just run a metabolic panel, like run these just general labs. Mm -hmm. And that's where she saw that she had such a thinning deficiency. Mm -hmm. And it was um, Wernicke's, Wernicke's? Yeah. 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 Yes. So um, basically it was just the, um, the depletion of her because a lot of alcoholics get that even though not her well, right thymine deficiency right is what well and so that is a big issue that you know that's what she said the hospitals was like typically you run this lab because of that right but because she couldn't keep any of those nutrients right. because she was so depleted yeah and so with just the um the introduction of thymine and b12 and everything else we saw you know, a total change over several days. Wow. Mm -hmm. And a similar situation happened with my dad. Mm -hmm. um, that was really kind of more of a balance with, um, he had had a parasite, same kind of issue with losing all his nutrients, but he's also mental, has a mental health diagnosis. And so you're balancing a lot of lithium and you have to take, they had to take the lithium off. And anyway, there's this, yeah. all these balances. And so same kind of similar situation that we had to, mm -hmm. to work with him. And it's one of those things that if you don't have that advocate saying, please check this, please check this. Yeah. Some hospitals are going to try to run all kinds of different tests that aren't even needed. Right. Um, and so that's kind of a lot of what we do as when we really go deep with our clients and become that healthcare advocate, mm -hmm. we're in the hospitals, we're in the assisted living in the nursing home, we're in the doctor's offices going, look, this is what we're seeing. Asking the right questions. Yes, please see this. I mean, you know, I would love your perspective being an emergency room nurse because right. where we've seen some of our biggest role has been side by side with our person with dementia in the nursing, I mean, in the emergency room or the person with a mental illness saying, mm -hmm. this is not her normal state, mm -hmm. right? you know, think she's got a UTI or check this, check that. Don't send her up to psych because of this behavior. This right. is something acute that's going on. Right. But if we weren't there, the emergency room nurse doesn't know their background. Right, and that's where, when it's all coming together as you're talking because I just remember the number of times that we, I would have like four other patients and I'd be on the phone with the nursing home trying to get a nurse who knew this patient's baseline. And I hate the fact that I was so busy aware I couldn't really give my attention to that, but it would be like, you know, you're on hold, you have to put it down and leave. And it's like, when the patient has a UTI, from our perspective, that's their baseline. You know, right. that's how we see them. And, you know, especially with COVID, you can't really have a, even anyone to advocate for them no. mm -hmm. in the hospital. And so you really are just starting from a complete blank slate. 
to the detriment of the patient. And right. it's like, Stage. they could be a very educated person who's just in an acute state of delirium. And it's, it's yep. just, um, if we truly are having patient-centered care and that's the goal of healthcare, which I think it is, mm -hmm. then you need that advocate for someone who can't speak for themselves. Yeah. So, um, Absolutely, you know, you mentioned um, particularly like right now with COVID and, and then what if you called the nursing home and it was a contract nurse that didn't know the lady? Right. Yeah. Right? So one of the things that we do, um, one of the things that we do is we build an emergency plan for our clients and as part of that is you know basic information date of birth insurance information medical providers medications any changes in medications right. any uh, you know problems with medications allergies diagnoses but then we also go down and talk about their baseline mm -hmm. what do they typically look like mm -hmm. what are some triggers when they go to the emergency room you know, yeah. can they typically walk around or do they are they on a walker or are they usually bed bound? I mean, we want that emergency room nurse to know these things. Right. Mm -hmm. So when COVID hit, our entire team took all of our clients and they wrote basically like a letter to the emergency room. That's team. amazing. Like this is what Mrs. Sally usually looks like. This is what when Mrs. Sally starts acting like this, this comforts her. So that That's if awesome. our clients had to go to the emergency room, we knew we couldn't. At least they had something they could look at. That's incredible. Because even just like a list of people's medication is helpful. But I can't even imagine having like a baseline mm -hmm. resume basically of like what they like. That's fascinating and it would cut hospital calls down dramatically in terms of this patient probably doesn't need a ct scan they're not they don't have a brain injury you know? right. they're just delirious right now you know? yeah right so it's just fascinating that's so needed and that's kind of what we're um, this whole podcast impetus health the force of changing healthcare into what it should be our big belief is we should have this ground floor of holistic health we believe fitness nutrition exercise should all be the ground floor of it and that's what you're doing is you're taking out a lot of the guesswork out yeah. of healthcare we're, we're avoiding all this stuff that is easily avoidable medication list. What is this person normally at? And we're going straight to the issue and yeah. doing what healthcare does best. And when we talk about this a lot is treating that 10% acute situations, mm -hmm. move on past that. Right. But on the same type of concept of nutrition and exercise, and when I talk to older adults and ask them, what are you eating? What are you yeah. drinking? How much do you exercise? Some of the answers we get are really, really sad. And I'm just yeah. wondering when, when, when you talk to people, what are some of the common themes that you see with nutrition and exercise in the older adult population? Oh, same thing you're seeing. You know, um, I mean, you know, for the, the people that are listening on audio, I have a, a bottle of water and I've got, you know, just a, not even a quarter left in it. And that may be what they have for the day, right? Yep. If yep. they like water. Yeah. Um, yep. I like sodas, I like tea, I like coffee, or they, I mean, they just, you know, they kind of forget. Yeah. Y'all you, you kind of gone, when, when y'all are, y'all are probably like so <laughs> regimented that like your alarm goes no. off every two hours to eat protein or whatever. No. Um, no. Or go to the bathroom, that's frustrating. <laughs> right. Yeah, you have to go to the bathroom every 30 minutes. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that's another issue why some people can't drink water so much is because of that incontinent issue, right. or the urge issues or things like that. Yeah. So balancing and trying to navigate how to encourage people to drink water or at least drink something mm -hmm. yeah. right you know put some kind of fluid in you mm -hmm. it's a huge issue yeah. and what they're eating is so so important um i love that you guys are 
not only taking that same approach with your clients and that you have that whole gamut of who their healthcare team is and mm-hmm. as y'all see red flags, you're alerting. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we need in healthcare. We need a team of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I talk about the silo effects of healthcare mm-hmm. and that really does happen. You have this specialist, yeah. this provider, this person, and nobody talks to one another. Right. Yes. And then the the senior also goes to five different pharmacies. Right. Yep. Right. So we don't know what all they're on. Yeah. Um, but that's all of those things are so important. Um, you know, I was working with a family, and the gentleman had moderate to more late stages in dementia, and so cute. <laughs> but the wife would get so frustrated that um, he was always coughing. And I was like, well, I noticed that you have thickened, you have a thickened um, powder over there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the doctor told me I've got to thicken his water. And I'm like, you're just thickening his water? Mm-hmm. So tell me about when he coughs. Mm-hmm. Well, it's after he ate ice cream, it's after he had soup, it's after he had orange juice. And I'm like, well, can we get the, re- can we get a study? Can, did he do a swallow study? And, and the daughters, you know, called the doctors and got the swallow study that had been done two years ago. Oh, man. He was on a honey-thickened liquid diet. But they didn't have, like, still give an ice cream. Just, oh, still get, I mean, all those things. But you know what? Yeah. It's not their fault. They just didn't know. And yeah. so you go to like just the basic things. Yeah. No, um, these yeah. healthcare aberrations is what I like to think about. Right. It's, you have like honey thickened liquid. Like you would, you know, that would take care of everything, right? But right. You don't put the, the, the everything else together because you don't know to. And that is something, if we can clear that up, that's what you guys are doing. Y'all are clearing that up. Yep. That, right. So we're not having these choking things from things where we're on a honey thick liquid like, I'll take care of all that. And that's right. That's awesome. And that is literally ground floor. This is common sense stuff that we're not applying. This is two plus two. Right. But it's not being applied very well. Right. Why why do you think that is? Because we don't take the time to learn about the individual. We don't take the time to physicians are they, they are so they're they're stuck. I mean they're having to go through so many people mm-hmm. and then families, you know, the seniors go to the doctor's office they hear something, may not hear it all, may not comprehend it all, and then, because they don't have an advocate with them that's mm-hmm. taking the notes and asking the right things, mm-hmm. they come home, they don't implement what's needed, they don't follow up with things. It's just, it's, it's. I mean, I, this is gonna sound harsh, but it's just ignorance. Yes. It's ignorance from the point that you don't know to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times y'all probably get this just as like we do, people will just say, well, I didn't know. Yes. And I go, well, you're not supposed to know. Yeah. You don't do this for a living. Right. Yeah. You know, we do, and we still don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And we know enough that there may be something that we need to investigate a little bit more and mm-hmm. find out from doctors and so forth. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just, basic at the plan of knowing okay tell me about your routine what do you eat for breakfast what do you eat for lunch what do you eat for dinner well if i'm going to bring caregivers in and the caregivers used to making these big old hunk and meals three times a day yep. miss sally only likes to graze throughout the day mm-hmm. and then you know the caregiver is going to complain that she only ate half of her meal mm-hmm. well she's not used to eating all that yeah. so maybe we need to just you know have an idea of doing small meals throughout the day and it's kind of like getting a kid to eat vegetables too like how can we implement you know 
if they're losing protein and they're losing weight, well, let's do some protein milkshakes, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Let's do some boost milkshakes. Mm -hmm. Who cares if, if they're not diabetic, who cares if they have extra calories from the ice cream? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. You know, what are some things out there that can help them? Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's where it's so important to um, really look at all of those things. Right. Um, so, that, that's like a whole other podcast series. I know. I know. We'll do another one. <laughs> yeah. And I know we'll be wrapping up here in a second, but, um, I, I'm just laughing because we kind of have conversations all the time with my mom. She's so funny. She's so active. Um, she's only like 50 right now. She's really young. But she's like, y'all better never put me in a nursing home. She's like, I just want to know. Like, you better like build me a little house outside y'all's yeah. house. And I'm just going to live there and I'll take care of my own business. You know, you don't have to worry about me. And we laugh because I'm always like, oh, mom, like, we might have put you in the nursing home one day. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, for people, like, so I guess I've already kind of asked this question, but could you really really early like I know you're preventative but like kind of how could you do like maybe like one assessment to like and then cut people off or are you kind of like a long-term um, advocate in terms of like you're going to stay with the client from a really early point all the way up until um, it's still so individual so we have some clients that the families are like either they don't have any family right or the families are all out of state yeah. and they're just like handle it all yeah right yeah and then we have some with a lot of family support and they're like let we'll use you kind of prn mm -hmm. as needed okay that's what i was right I guess, yeah. and then we have some that are like let me just get a baseline mm -hmm. and i'll call you later mm -hmm. i have that relationship and a lot of i mean we will end up a couple years later with the families calling us back hey we yeah. need you something's changed you know okay this has been going pretty good for the last couple of years and then when you were talking about like your mom and so forth, if people, one of the things that we can do is, yeah, you don't have a problem now. We're, we're um, right. preparing for the unexpected, right? Yeah. So if you don't want to go to the nursing home, well, let's talk about those things. Yeah. Let's talk, what are your wishes? Not, and I tell people, I don't need to know what's in your will. Uh -huh. yeah. Because if we're using your will, you're not my client. Uh -huh. Right? <laughs> I want to know what happens when something happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you don't want to go to the nursing home, but yeah. let's talk about if you want to stay at home, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. What does it cost? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be a burden on your kids, but have you planned for this? Mm -hmm. You know, That's and so important. I mean, one thing my mom always says, oh, I, I didn't want to tell you about your dad with that because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be a burden. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I do this for a living. Yeah. 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 Please tell me yeah. when there's an issue. Yeah. You know? It cannot be a cookie cutter approach. We just, it has to be individualized. It's the same thing that we see. We have two 85-year-olds two who come in and one maybe muscular endurance wise, they can they can stand up two or three times. That fourth time we start to fall out because they're not the endurance. Another one may be plenty strong, mm -hmm. but if they go to walk, all of a sudden they're five minutes in, they start to bounce around. You have to program individually for each person. Yeah. So, and that's what I have so many issues against your your geriatric exercise programs that are you have 50 older adults in a the room. They're all exactly. And it's yeah. not challenging at all. They're just it's a social environment. And totally. It's a social it's environment. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. It is, but man, you just can't go. You can't do that. And you don't have anybody telling you say, hey Sally over here, she she can pick up a 50 pound dumbbell where Mike can only pick up like a five pound dumbbell. There's an right. issue there. So, right. um, I love that you don't do cookie cutter approach. It's all individualized. 
I do want to ask this though. Um, so you definitely fit. You do. You definitely. You exercise. I can yeah. tell. Um, what, Me too more. <laughs> well, what role do you believe that in the, all the folks that you see, all the families you work with, what role do you believe that exercise and nutrition has in that? We've talked about it a little bit, but do you see just a gaping hole of it, or is it something that families are trying to to work on with their with their family members? I think it all depends on the mm -hmm. um, philosophy and the background of that family. Okay. I really do. Um, you know, I think that those that, of the children, that nutrition and exercise is important in their life, mm -hmm. then they're going to focus on it with their loved one. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. For those, that, and I think that that's why we have such discrepancies really in our health yeah. in general. Yeah. You know, and I, I do feel like we've got, um, our generations are, you know, finding more, yeah, I mean, I think we, we are more focused on doing this cleanse or this elimination diet or, you know, you know yeah. um, all of those things where maybe some of the older generations weren't. But I, it, exercise and nutrition are so important in recognizing and knowing your body. I mean, I know, mm -hmm. I, yes. I, I know when I put certain things in my body, how it's gonna react. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like my internist asked me, he's like, you don't take your asthma medicine anymore. I'm like, I know, I know what, caught, I know what triggers it. Yeah. Now, awesome. I know certain things that I eat and drink, <laughs> Well, my asthma might react to it, so I know what I'm going to have to do. Right, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, and I just need to back off from those things every now and then. But um, I'm doing a program, and this is something that's been so, I've seen this from the very, very beginning, is, is talking about successful aging and nutrition and exercise and social support are mm. so important. Mm -hmm. Those people that are isolated, they're going to have, they may be, tiny and thin, but they can't walk, yeah. and they have horrible nutrition. Oh, COVID. Yeah. Creating all this isolation. Absolutely, yeah. and just the, the mental health breakdown that's happened with COVID. And yeah. um, I'm actually about to, we're all, we're both presenting to yeah. the, the mm -hmm. um, church group, the Canterbury group, and um, one thing I'm about to start to read is, um, th there's so many things out there on successful aging, and yeah. a lot of important parts of um, successful aging are diet, exercise, social support, um, faith, whatever yeah. your faith-based community yeah, is, uh, your relationship with a higher being. And um, what I love is I was you know, looking through your questions and so forth, and I just got this book the other day. Part two, the entire, so this big book, there's three parts. Part two, the choices we make. The internal clock, it's 2 a.m., why am I hungry? Diet, brain food, probiotics, and free radicals, exercise, movement matters, and sleep. Amen. Memory um, consolidation, DNA repair, and sleepy hormones. I'm like, there you go. That yeah. is so good. Oh, I love that. Welcome oh, to that book. And that's, I can't wait. To, a, I actually need to check out that book and check it out. But when I go to Cambria, I want to talk on the five fundamentals of health while you're aging. So yes. those basic, that basic pyramid of nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, purpose, sleep is in there. Yes. Right? These things are drastically important. Yeah. And all of the, the foundation of that about is nutrition. It talks about that. Like, yeah, you're going to wake up at 2 a.m if you're malnourished because like, right. you're hungry you want to eat something so right. we're gonna hopefully we'll get into that too yeah. we need to do we'll a do another podcast yes yes well yes. we have just a few questions that we always go out on kind of rapid fire so then we'll be be done but um what is we ask everyone this what is one thing you're doing right now that's making your life better my morning routine oh i've really implemented my morning routine okay. and so that's uh 
my devotional, uh, going through my planner, mm. um, you know, focus with my family, and I've, I've really implemented that in 2021, and so far, you know, what, three months to, for a habit, I'm yeah. a little over a month in, right. so that has been really good. I love yep. that. Yep. That is good. And yep. then on, on the same vein, what is one thing that you're not doing that you just know you should be doing and you want to do, but you just haven't implemented yet, or to the best of so one thing that my husband we actually talked about today is we want it we want to implement more date nights awesome. and whether that's just a date that's night good. sitting on the back porch or whatever but it's so important particularly for yeah. um, working parents and yeah. so we've had like day. one date night and he reminded me he's like we only had one date night I'm like, got it. you know I love that so first off how can somebody try? I'm gonna put all this in the show notes too sure. so contact you if they want to reach out. Yeah, so they can contact our office, um, 205-848-8400. You will get our our live answering service that calls, um, but they can direct direct you to my calendar. um, Or if you want to just forget all that, just email me directly. Okay. Okay. Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, at lifecareforseniors.com, and four is F-O-R. Seniors is oh. plural. I could have come up with something easier, but yeah, no. That's good. And we'll, if you can't we'll remember that, that, check the show notes. Yeah. We'll have it spelled out in there. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Um, so the final thing, you already gave us a good quote. You can use the same one if you want to, but what is a good quote to end the show on? Prepare for the unexpected. Oh, I love it. That's really good. All right, guys, <laughs> well, thank you. this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. <laughs>